0: I was trying to kind of go in a direction, uh, and any of you that have had the privilege to stand in this position, you want to do what God wants you to do, and maybe you get your own plan, and then God also says, you know, I I want you to stay stay the course. That was his word to me. In the last three weeks, both our pastor Tom and the missionary John were speaking about our identity and who we are in Christ. Christ. And a lot of you know me as the wild and crazy guy that gets up in front of church uh, maybe once a month or so, and, and yet you probably don't really know who I am. Who is that masked wonder? Uh, you know, and, uh, and I, I want to I assure you that my heart and life has been transformed by Jesus Christ. That who I am today as a almost... 59-year-old is a lot different than the young teenager growing up wanting to find out who, who am I. Almost like the children's story, are you my mommy? <laughs> you know, just, just in a search and wanting to find out and, and just not being totally confident. And uh, I'm here this morning, look pretty confident, but I'll, I'll tell you, that, that does not come as a natural inclin, inclination of my heart, but it's a transformation work by Jesus Christ that has come into my life. And so I want to, just want to give glory to the Lord on that. And I, I titled this message, Who Am I? And uh, it would be appropriate maybe later on if you'd like to know, who is that Jerry Bazell guy? Uh, We could uh, share and get caught up to date. Some know me. Some feel like they know me well. Some hardly know me, and I understand that. But I also want to start with something that isn't on your outline because the words came to me as far as uh, in something that I read after I began to prepare, and that is the phrase whose am I? Whose am I? W-H-O-N. S-E-M-I. Because it's whose I am that is much more important than who I am. Because I belong to Jesus. I am a child of the King. I am His chosen vessel. Not for this, today alone, but because He saw me when I was in my sin and he loved me, and he redeemed me, and he forgave me, and he gave me this place now that I get to stand also in front of you. That's who I am, but whose I am is I belong to Jesus because Jesus loved me. Is that the same for you? Amen. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 our, it's our foundation. It's, it's the bedrock of everything else that we get to have in our life and experience because we belong to Jesus, And the amazing thing that attracted me to Jesus was that he loved me before I ever loved him. That he gave his life for me as a sacrifice, as an offering, as a, as a free gift. Before I ever began and could be at the point of saying, I love you, Jesus, he already loved me and forgave me and gave himself for me. And that, that's my... That's my again my foundation, just as solid as this platform that I'm standing on today. Hope it's solid. <laughs> that that foundation is Jesus loves me. This I know. The Bible tells me so. Boy, I'm really going back to my childhood, aren't I? I got all these little references going on. I wonder where that's coming from. Must have something to do with that ten-month-old granddaughter. Uh, living around the house. Exciting time. So let me, uh, let me dive in here to uh, our message of, from John chapter 18, uh, verses 1 through 9. <clears throat> Last week, Pastor Tom shared with us about the concept of Jesus when he was in Nazareth, and basically the Nazarene's not the denomination, not the group of people, but the people that lived there were getting ready and were running Jesus out of town, right? You remember that for those of you that you were here? Okay, a couple of you, great. In the process of that, as they were ra- running him out of town, uh, it, it would be surprising that where we join Jesus now, this is now the last uh, night of his ministry, Uh, And there are, uh, he's about to be arrested. There are a group of individuals coming to look for him, and that's where we join in in John's Gospel, chapter 18, verses 1 through 9. And by the way, if you don't have a pen or a pencil or something, maybe there might be uh, ushers that can help you with that because you will flip over your page of your bulletin and there are so many fill in the blanks that if you don't fill in the blanks, you'll have a bunch of holes. (laughs) Okay, let's read God's word together. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was an olive grove, and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the grove, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and Pharisees. They were carrying torches and lanterns and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and he asked them, as this big contingency of people as they were coming, Who is it that you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. Parentheses, and Judas, the traitor, was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, I looked up at the wrong time there. When Jesus said that I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. And again he asked them, Who is it that you want? And they said again, Jesus of Nazareth. Verse 8 I told you I am he, Jesus answered. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. And this happened so that the words would be fulfilled that were spoken I have not lost one of those you gave me. When Jesus came forth and and uttered the words, I am he, there was such power and demonstration. I, I can't do it justice with my own voice, but, but if, I, if, if, if I had set this up with Deanne earlier, and, and we all of a sudden, when I was speaking, and I put on the God voice and the reverb, and oh, of course everybody would be shaken, right? Because we added sound effects, but this is with Jesus without sound effects, but with all authority, with all understanding, confidently saying, I am he. And in the process of delivering that to them, they were shaken and they fell to the ground. English doesn't quite do it, does it? But they came looking for Jesus of Nazareth. So that's your first fill in the blank. It's interesting to me when I was reading this and discovering this that they didn't find, they didn't. Jesus didn't deny himself. Is what I'm trying to say there. He didn't deny himself. He said, uh, "I am He." They said, "I'm looking for Jesus of Nazareth." Nazareth. I am He. <clears throat> I love Facebook. You know, with Facebook you can change your status and all those other kind of little little tricks and you can say what your hometown is and where you are so he didn't change his status not that he has facebook but jesus didn't change his status he didn't go well i'm jesus of jerusalem or i'm jesus of jericho he said i'm jesus of nazareth that's who they were looking for and that's who they found Remember that because we were just there last week with with Pastor and they were running him out of town and they didn't want anything to do with him. And he was leaving that hometown and he was beginning three years of ministry. Go fast forward, three years of ministry, last night of ministry, they come looking and they find him, Jesus of, you can speak out loud, Jesus of, there we go, amazing to me. Just just that thought. And in answering them, and I am he, he wasn't denying who he was. He knew who he was. But when he answered, I just wish I could somehow empower this, not with myself, but but with all of the understanding of Scripture. This whole Bible that I'm holding up in front of you, who Jesus is the co-author with, God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, All authority, all understanding of who he is was delivered in that phrase, I am he. That's what was blowing them away, not just that carpenter person that he really was as well. Do you get me on that? You want to go on? Okay. (laughs) Clock is ticking away. I guess we better. I want to fast forward you one more time, a couple of pages over from John 18 to the uh, first chapter of the book of Acts. And verse 11, and the angels are standing there in front of those that are gathered, and they say to him to them, "Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky, this same Jesus?" who is taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way that you have seen him go into heaven. Now, was that a coincidence that they would say this same Jesus? It's not going to be a different Jesus. There's not a bait and switch going on up in heaven that all of a sudden the Jesus of Nazareth that was crucified on the cross that was buried in the tomb, that was raised again on the third day, that after 40 days of wandering the earth, that he was there present and then lifted up into heaven, into the clouds, that same Jesus. The pastor talked about that last week. The Jesus with the scars, the Jesus with the, with the, the one who bore for us, that same Jesus. So I want to bring some application to that. Realizing that Jesus was all who he said that he was and more. And I don't want this just to be positive thinking stuff. I want us to understand that if Jesus said with authority who he was, if he then also declares to us who we are, we better pay attention. And not just... Pay attention like I'm being the parent. I want you to pay attention here, child it's let's accept this, let's believe this, let's let this get down into our very core of being, so that when the accuser comes sorry, Pam, but you know, but when the <laughs> sorry, when the accuser comes <laughs> we can just we can just say to the accuser. I'm not listening. Amen That's right. What, what you're saying is what you've always said, and Jesus busted you on it. He said, "You are a liar. And you're a father of lies. And no matter how much you want to come right now and tell me what is going on, I'm not listening too animated. I am not listening. I refuse to go there. (laughs) Okay, Are are we caught up together or wherever? Hi, Lily. We doing good? You want me to get started, don't you? Sticks and stones may break my bones. But words can never hurt me. used to play that with hopscotch. And I am not proposing that as truth today. I am not somehow elevating a nursery rhyme to the same status of the word of God. But why is it as children we kind of learn lessons and then as adults later on we forget them and we forget that it doesn't matter what people have to say about you or to you. What matters is what does God say. Is that good? Yes. There it is. It doesn't matter. And I, you know, I I, I want to, I don't, I'm not coming at this of being so self-assured that I don't have doubts. I, I when Pastor asked me to do this this week, I was thinking, are you sure you're asking for the right person here? And lots of like, oh, I don't know. Boy, it's been a long time. I don't know if I can do that. Um, meh, get the nasal like he did. Tommy, Tommy. Oh, I put that on the tape for you, Pastor. <laughs> and so... <laughs> So I, again, I'm not trying to come as a know-it-all. I, I, I wish you could see how, uh, how much of this is a battle for me even, even this last week of not coming off as Mr. Assured. But I also have to tell you, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not delivering this as strong as I want, and so you'll have to come back to the second service if you want to see this stronger. Just <laughs> kidding. But, With all of my being, my life again has been so transformed by Jesus that what he has to say is what matters. That, that, that his word, and I offer that again as this written word, or your electronic version is, is fine, or the, the uh, I-whatever, I I-word, or whatever they're called, all of that. But this, this word is what really matters. His word is truth. His word is a lamp onto my path and a light on my feet. His word is the alpha and the omega. His word is the source of strength. His word is never failing. That's God's word. And that's the That's the foundation that we need to pay attention to and know. Before anyone else speaks, we should be hearing and understanding this is what God has to say. So let's go there. Let's hear the word of the Lord. And I've listed these uh, in the bulletin. I know there's blanks there, but also uh, as we go through them, I hope you hear behind the word, the power of the word. First of all, John 1.12, I am God's child. I am God's child. John 15.15, 15, it identifies us as being Christ's friend. I am his friend. I've struggled often in life trying to have friends in my own life. Jesus comes into my heart and life and joins me in this journey, and I have a friend. Romans 5, uh, verse 1, I have been justified. Just as if I, I always break it down. I can never read it as one set of letters. It's just as if I, just as if I'd never been... Never sinned. I am justified. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 20. I have been bought with a price. I belong to God. You see, we often share that Jesus and his gift to us is a free gift, right? And it is. But it cost him everything. It did cost him his life. It did cost him greatly. But to us, he offers it as a free gift. But I'm bought with a price. I didn't have to pay the price. Did you? You haven't, because Jesus is the one that died on the cross for us. I am bought with a price. I belong to God. I almost get proudful, almost like a peacock here. I belong to God. I'm glad we don't tape this. Okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 27. I am a member of Christ's body. You want family? You want connection? Be part of the body. Many of the body here serve the Lord with joy and gladness because they get to serve the Lord with their gifts, abilities, strengths, and they're part of the body. Not one part gets to be exalted over another. We're one big happy team and family here. Ephesians 1.1, I am a saint. <laughs> now, when I was younger, my friend Ollie is here. He's, uh, uh, he and his new bride, not new bride, but they are newly married. There we go. Uh, are here visiting. And when I was Ollie's age, which is probably 20, 21. 21 okay, when I was Ollie's age, for me to say I am a saint just didn't fit very well, you know, but now that I am almost pushing 60, 59, but 60, I can identify with saints a lot more now, because I'm getting old, I'm gray, and I'm hard of hearing, so I guess I am a saint, <laughs> okay, there's supposed to be some funny transitions in there, but... But sometimes we, Marvin, sometimes we get in our mind that somehow sainthood is only for the old and the decrepit. That's what I was trying to say. But it's not true. I am a saint. I am, a, I am just as much a saint as anyone that uh, has died. <laughs> Ephesians 1.5, I have been adopted as God's child. I had a wonderful family. My parents and my brother and myself, we had a wonderful family, close-knit family, four of us all together, plus a stepsister as well, but she was also part of our family. And, and, and so I'm I not saying that I needed to be adopted, but to be adopted into God's family, to be brought into a family that you didn't, weren't born into by your own efforts or by the efforts of others, but to be accepted to be given the privilege of being in God's family, being joint heir is another one which we didn't put on, that we're a joint heir with Christ. Everything that he has, we have as well. That's who we are. Are you getting excited yet? Yeah. Woo, I am. Okay. Calm down, Jerry. Calm down. Okay. Colossians 1.14. <laughs> I have been redeemed and I have been forgiven of all my sins. Colossians 2:10 says that I am complete in Christ. One of my most favorite uh, dog, food, dog food commercials was AlPO, because when it was on and it would talk about it, they would say AlPO was 100% complete. And I thought, well, why would I want to give my pet, my dog? Why would I want to give my dog, Something that was only 75% or 50%. I think Alpo's the right choice. I should be able to give my dog 100% complete nutritious food. Not for me, but for my pet. Okay? We are complete in Christ, not lacking anything. Do we still have wants? Yes. Do we still have needs? Yes. Is our source God? Yes. Okay, you with me? Not very responsive. Hello? Hello? Okay. All right. Romans 8, 1 and 2 states uh, in summary here that I am free forever from condemnation. The actual word is there is therefore now no condemnation. So somebody wants to do the condemning. The accuser, again, wants to come. No listening points there because we are not under condemnation. Romans eight twenty eight. I am assured that all things work together for good. Not some of the things, not some of the time, but all things. Not all things are good, but God's at work in all things for our good. I hope you catch that. There's a big difference there. It, it is not good that Sister Pam lost her job. That's not a good thing. But God is at work for good. It is not a good thing when someone is diagnosed with a disease that is no, there's just absolutely, just like came out of left field, came against them, even was debilitating to the point of death. There's nothing good in that inherently, but God is at work for our good. I hope, I hope if you learn nothing else today that you can help take that away because that's, that's a cornerstone of what we believe. Where are we at? Thank you. Romans 8.35. Somebody be watching because I'm going to lose track. I cannot. I absolutely cannot be separated from God's love. Some of you might try say, that Jerry guy's got to (laughs) go. I understand the dilemma that you're in. But God's word says nothing can separate us from God's love. And and I I think we need to understand that. That means it's not something that you can do that can cause God to unlove you. Now He will judge sin. I won't, I won't be ginger about that, but he will judge sin, but he loves us. and there's nothing. There's no power, not even an atomic bomb. Yes, it would separate us because of the physical destruction, but we would not be separated from God's love and his provision and care for us. You get that? OK. Well, Philippians, right? I am confident that the good work that God has begun in me will be perfected. We used to say years ago, back in the 70s, some of you weren't born, I know. We used to say, please be patient with me. God is not finished with me yet. Because he's bringing about a work of perfection. I'm not there yet. But yet God is still working towards that. My image, uh, what was your name in the back? My my brother, Mr. Metzger. What's your first name? Cole. 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 Cole and I were in in the uh, uh, what do you call this? The aisle. Aisle. There it is. We were in the aisle talking to each other, and we noticed that we both have striped shirts on. And he said, "Well, I've I filled my shirt out differently, fuller than 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 I have." And I say, "Well." Cole, I'm growing into your image. Give me time and I'll catch up with you. Come here, Cole, real quick. They they gotta see, gotta see what we're talking about here. See, see, this is the striped shirt look number one, and this is striped shirt look number two. Now, I'm not I'm not that far off. Thank you, Cole. And so. So I'm growing into his image. If I keep doing the things that I'm doing, I'll be just like him. And then you won't be able to tell us apart. Well, except for the hair color. He's getting some of that, though. Oh! (laughs) So I'm confident that God is going to be able to complete that good work that he's begun. 2 Timothy 1, 7... I have not been given a spirit of what? Fear, fear but of power. Power, power, love, and a sound mind. How many of you have that one already memorized? Yes. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of love. Who loves you, baby? Power. Sorry, power, love, and a sound mind. Hebrews 4.16 says that I can find grace and mercy in my time of need. First John 5, 1 John 5.1.18 says that I am born of God and that the evil one or the devil or the liar cannot touch me. Amen. Amen. Sister Pam, what did Kirk call you earlier? Praise and Pam, love that, praise and Pam, (laughs) glory. Okay, John 15, 16, I am a branch of the true vine, a channel, I know this is a, a, you know, I am the vine, you are the branches is where it's coming from. I am a branch of the true vine, a channel of his life. Christine and the worship team shared with us powerful words today in worship about our life. God is interested in us being alive. He doesn't need you to understand the balance of this. He doesn't need you to be something that's dead. Because to be dead means we've died in Christ. Christ is no longer dead. We are alive. And to be alive in Christ means that he wants to use us as living sacrifices. Holy and acceptable. He's not interested in just killing us or destroying us, but he wants us to be alive. I think that's why I identify, yeah, Cole, that's why I identify with the, with the fact that, come on, baby, you know? I'm alive. I'm alive too much for some of you, I know, but but, but, but I, I, I just... I just can 't control it i 'm alive okay. that 's why I come up and almost do a jig if I knew how to dance you 'd see better, but i don 't <laughs> but 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 i 'm alive acts one eight we 're a personal witness of Christ. we often hear that that we are witnesses when when you 're called to a court of law and you 're asked to be a witness you have to i know thank you you have to be able to To speak to the facts, you have to be able to declare what you know. You can't go with hearsay. So when we're called a witness of Christ, we better know the facts. Okay. Last one? Almost? Oh, I'm God's temple. Ephesians 2.10, I am God's workmanship. I'm a work, I know, thank you. And Philippians 4.13, I can do all all through who strengthens me. me. I can do all things, A-double-L, just like Alpo, complete, (laughs) all, (laughs) all, hallelujah. Sorry to make you have to rush so fast through it. As you spend time this week, would you please hear from God before you listen To anyone else? Would you you accept the challenge of what that really means? That means you've got to go to your source. Am I I hearing the truth from what God would say to me right now? Or am I listening to a lie? Is God saying to me, this is what it is? And of course... With his truth, you better listen. And and God will show you the real you. He will. Please understand me. I'm not saying that we're so in control that God can't, by the presence and power of the Holy Spirit, reveal the same word to us that we need to not only hear it and accept it and live it, but maybe we need to change. Maybe we need to stop living for ourselves and deny ourselves and follow him. That would be a strong word, just as much of all the other verses that I've given you. So let's do a favor to our Lord and to our lives this week. Let's go to the source who's speaking. What are they saying? And if there's any doubt, if there's any doubt, check it out by God's word and accept what God's word says. Because men will accuse you. And maybe you're accusing yourself. Hear the word of the Lord. We don't have to listen except for what Jesus says. You bow your heads for a moment and close your eyes and hear Jesus' words to you. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. There's no weapon formed that will be able to prosper against you. You. Yes, you. Our God's child. You're the redeemed. You're the loved. You're the beloved. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us life. That when we come together, gather today, on this Lord's day, what we have to share is life. So, Father, help us to hear you before we listen to anyone else. Help us first to hear you, to hear your word, and then from that we'll go with who we are and who we know you to be as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lord, bless you all. Get out of here so the next group can get in. (laughs) Love you. See you next week.